0: I like that song. Well, good morning again. We're gonna be continuing along uh, a little sermon series that Pastor Andrew and I have been doing, where we have been preaching through parables. Um, Also, if you're new and you want your kids to go in the gym and do children's church, that's available for them in there. Where they do a Bible study and they play some games in there. So. That is just off in the gym, but Pastor Andrew and I have been doing a sermon series, and we've been reading through some of the parables and preaching on them. And this morning, we're going to continue to do that. But I want to start by asking you guys, um, what do you, what do you do when you receive good news? You know, I, I think we can all agree that, that one of the things that we do right away when we receive good news is we get excited and we can't help but to share it. It just kind of flows out of us. It's good news. It has a, a special effect on us. It lifts us. It moves us. It, kind of, uh, it moves us to the point where even somebody else's good news can become our good news. And we like to celebrate good news. We like, we like to celebrate the victories that we experience in life. You know, if you go on, if you go on YouTube and you were to punch in um, like videos for people who share their, their, their pregnancy with a family member, you'll see a bunch of good videos in there. You'll see uh, people on there who go to great lengths to, to share the joy of their soon-to-be child being birthed. I mean I saw this one video where they, they played this game and I've never played this game um, but you know where they put like that plastic thing in your mouth and then they're trying to say something and and, and they're trying to tell the, the parent that they're expecting a kid and and they just can't get it, they can't get it, and they finally get it and they and they break down and they start crying. Or if you along the same line you'll see people who who pop balloons and when they pop the balloons they, they, they either have like a pink or a blue duster that comes out of the balloons, right? A blue powder. And people love these videos. Go on there and you watch them and they have millions and millions of views because it's good news and good news makes people feel good. Go online and you will on the same thread. Go online and look at some of the awesome videos of when a student finds out that they're about to receive a scholarship. You know, they'll be sitting around, maybe with their basketball team, and and, and one of the coaches comes out, or sometimes they they have special people come out and do this, and, and, and they'll make an announcement about how some student is about to receive a scholarship to a school. And when they announce it, you watch the kid break down, and then you watch all the other teammates jump on them and start to celebrate. And it's like one of the best videos you can watch. And again, it'll have millions of views. Because people like to watch good news. They like to hear good news. One of my personal favorites, one that gets me each time, you know, almost all the time, I specifically love to watch these videos, and they almost always bring tears to my eyes. It's this. It's when you watch a loved one come back from serving overseas, and they surprise someone. They, 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 the good news of, hey, mom's coming home or dad's coming home isn't good enough. So they surprise them, and, and they'll have them standing in one direction. They'll be asking questions, and then you'll watch mom or dad come around the corner. You watch those videos, and you just watch the kid collapse or run into dad's arms or mom's arms, and they grab them, and, and, and they hug them, and they just start to cry. And I'll watch those videos because it's good news. Mom or dad came home. And, and, and people love to celebrate good news. They watch it by the millions on YouTube. It gives us great joy and great hope. And, and those are the big stories, but we're, we're not different. I mean, we love to celebrate our own moments of good news. I had one of my kids come home one time, and, and they had gotten student of the month. And I'm I'm laying on the couch, kind of just being lazy, and my kid walks in, how was school? Good, good, you know, no big deal, whatever, and then pulls out this sheet of paper, I got student of the month, and I'm on the couch, I sit up, what? Student of the month? I start to pat my, Ask my wife, I start to pat my pockets, do I have money to give you? I mean, I am going to bless you. Like, how much do I have on me? Because you, my kid, brought home good news. You got student of the month. Brandon Pagman never got student of the month. My kid got student of the month. Do you think I'm not going to brag and tell people about that? Man, the only thing that got sent home with me was letters to my parents about how many spankings they should give me. And it wasn't like, hey, two or three or five. It was all of them. Until your arm hurts and falls off. My mom would, my mom would go to, to conferences, and she would come back broken and crying. This is not an exaggeration. It's like I didn't feel bad too often growing up, but I felt bad when my mom would come home, and she has red in her eyes. I can tell she's been crying. My dad's probably going to beat me later that night. And... and and my mom, I remember this one time, my mom's like, you're going to find out someday. You're going to have kids, and I can't wait. <laughs> my mom passed away a few years ago. I wish she didn't, because then I could call her and tell her that my kid got student of the month. <laughs> and that I'm a better parent than her. <laughs> because obviously, that's when I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we like to share good news. It moves us. We like to put it on Facebook and social media. We like to do whatever we can because it oozes out of us. We will do our best to work it into a conversation. You know, someone could be like, man, I got a new dog, and I already taught my dog to sit, and I'll be like, yeah, well, my kid's student of the month. (laughs) Because we like to share it. Because we like to celebrate it. We'll bring it up. We will do our best. But for some reason, The world has trained Christians. The world has trained believers to not share a certain piece of good news. Is that true? If you go to the bar, there's two things you don't talk about. What are they? Politics and what? Religion. I thought it was the Packers and... uh, And the Cardinals, but okay, we hang out different places. But the world has taught us that we don't talk about our faith. We're we're not allowed to celebrate the fact that Jesus rose from the grave. I just say I like that song. How'd it go? That last line in that song. Where's Matt? He's high outside right now. The King delivers us, and 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 it's the best piece of good news. And we're so quiet about it. And Jesus in this parable, we're going to be looking at, he actually piggybacks on another parable, and we'll get there in a second, but Jesus talks about sharing of the good news that he has done in our lives. So let's pray, and then we're going to look at this, okay? Uh, Dear Lord Jesus, we give you thanks for all the things you do in our lives. Lord, you are the one who, who gives us a light. You give us life. You redeem us. You take our very worst moments in life and you claim them as your own and you impute into us your best moments. You give us your righteousness. And Lord, would you just fill us up to the point where we cannot help but to share that good news with other people. In your name we pray, amen. Luke chapter 8, three verses today. Luke chapter 8, verses 16 to 18. I'm going to read it to you. No one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. For there is nothing hidden that will be disclosed and nothing concealed that will be known or brought out into the open. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen whoever has will be given more and whoever does not have even what they think they have will be taken from them this is jesus this is jesus words to us when we look at this text i want us to go back just a little bit because a few weeks ago i preached on the parable of the soils and that was that was that stopped at verse 15 of this chapter and 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 in that text, we look at it, and and Jesus says there that there's four types of soils, right? We went over this, and he talks about how there's the the path and the rocky soil, and then the soil where there's the weeds, and then the fourth one is the good soil, and he talks about how he is generous and, and, and gracious with giving out his word to people and hoping that it takes root. And then at the end of that parable, in verse 15, it says this. This is what it says. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, hear this, who hear the word that is preached, they retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. And by persevering, they produce a crop. The word persevering, it does not mean a great life of all the best things that ever happened to you. The word persevering gives us um, insight into how there will be ups and downs. There will be hardships. But by persevering, you will produce a crop. The end of the parables tells us that there's going to be a journey that we are going to go on. And in this journey, there is opportunity for us to produce a crop. Not because of the work that we do, but because of the work that Jesus Christ does. But then Jesus The author, Luke, is is telling this parable about the soils. This is what he does. He transitions right into the text we just read. And when we look at our Bibles and we open them up, sometimes they add these headings. And this one in there, I think, says something like um, about not hiding the lamp or or something like that. But but that is added by us. It's added by man. What Luke does is he goes straight from this parable about the the soil, straight into a parable about what can come from the parable, producing a crop, and and that happens by letting your light shine. And what this parable is really about is about the work that God has done in us and that he has given us faith and that he has lit our lamp. And now that our lamp is lit, it, it, it would make no sense for us to take what he has done and to hide it, to put it under a place where it cannot be seen. So with that, when we celebrate, when good news happens to us, what do we do with it? Look at all the the stories I gave us in the intro. Do we take the good news that we have and do we keep it to ourselves? No. We want people to see it. So first, let's talk about all that God has done in us and for us that is worthy to be shared. I believe that sometimes we minimize the work of God in our lives and we think that people don't want to hear the work that Jesus is doing. So again, the first question, let me ask you this question for This is what I want to ask you. Do you have something worth sharing? Has God done something in your life that's worth sharing? He is a generous and gracious farmer who plants seeds in our hearts, in our minds, and in our souls. And I have and I've shared my story with you um, a number of times. But, and I'm going I'm to share a small part of it this morning, but I want you to think about something. You know, my wife, she, she's, she's at home today. She has a, a migraine. But my wife, you know, she grew up in a Christian family. You know, she, she has like, I wouldn't tell them this, but she has like the best parents. And I wouldn't tell them that because I don't want them to get all, we're that great and get smiley. But she has like great parents. Her parents were the type of parents who who took their kids to church on Sundays, made sure they went to Sunday school, talked to them about Jesus, took them to youth group. I mean, she, they lived out their faith in front of their children. It's one where she was she, she was raised in a Christian family, baptized as a baby. I mean, everything that you can think of, my wife has had him. And, and and Christ has been working this beautiful story in my wife, wife my, in my wife's life. And when you watch it, you 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 see how she still understands her sin. She understands what Jesus does for her. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have a person like me. I never even heard the name Jesus until I was in high school. You know, a completely different story. Living a life that does not in any way recognize who God is. But one day, this guy walks up to me and he shares with me who Jesus Christ is. One time, I never knew him I don't think I ever saw him again, and he walks up to me, and he tells me who Jesus Christ is. Both of us have a beautiful story. Both of us have a completely different story about how Jesus Christ works, but he works in the lives of sinners. And my question for you is is this, do you have something worth sharing has Christ done something in your life that's worthy to be shared with other people? You have something special. Hear me. If, if if you can call the name of Jesus, don't minimize it. It is so easy for us to be like, yeah, like especially with my wife's story, to be like, but you were a good person. You know, you, you really weren't that far from Christ. When you really think about it, you grew up in this great, loving Christian family. I mean, if, if you knew my wife, she's a sinner. She makes mistakes. She needs a savior. But, but we don't always see it. We don't think that that story is so great. But it's a phenomenal story because he saved somebody from their sins. And, 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 and I look at this and I say, do you have something that you can share with somebody? Yes, because I'm a sinner. Because I needed Jesus Christ to forgive me of my sins. And not just forgive me of my sins. It's, it's, it's how he does it too. Man, Jesus Christ heals and fixes marriages. Jesus Christ does so many things that in our lives that we have to share with people. And we sit on it. We, we take the light that he gives us and, and, we, and we hide it. You have something special to share with people. When you can call on the name of Jesus Christ and you can know that your filth has been removed and his righteousness has been placed in that place uh, where filth was, you have something great. And sometimes it's like, you know what, though? It is so hard for me to share the story of what Jesus Christ has done in my life because I'm just not eloquent with words. I just don't know how to do it. And I was thinking about this as, as I was getting ready to write this, and, and, and I was thinking, you know what? We all know how to share this story. We just, we do. Because if I were to say to you, what's Christmas about? You would say, oh, man, Christmas is when Jesus was born in a manger. You know, he, he he was born and then he was placed in the manger and 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 he and I'll be like, well, why did he come into this world? Well, he came into the world to save us from our sins. Oh, okay, great. What's what's Easter about? We're coming up on Easter soon. What's it about? Easter is about when Jesus Christ gets nailed to the cross because he's gonna pay for the sins of the world. Okay, that's the story. That's what we share with people. That's what he's done in our lives. He's, he came in this world and, and, and he died for my sin. You know, it, it says in, in 1 John chapter 2, it says, I write this so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with, with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the one atoning sacrifice for our sins. Not only for our sins, but for the sins of the world. And, and when I hear that, I think, okay, man, there's some words in there that sometimes are hard for us to understand. But it's easy for us to say something different. like, Like, you know what, my friend? I wish you would know something that when you mess up, and you will, and so do I, that Jesus Christ has died for our sins and gives us peace with God. It's easy to say it. We have a redemption story to share, and it's bright. It's not It's not meant to be hidden. It's meant to be celebrated. But for some reason, and I, I, I think... The world wants to remind us of our past. Satan wants to whisper into our ears the things that we still do and that we still mess up in. And it's like, you know what? You maybe shouldn't be so loud and so boisterous about how Jesus saved you of your sin because you're still a pretty messed up and wretched person. Shh. You shouldn't be sharing that, Jesus. You're not all that. but we are because of the work of Jesus Christ. You have a redemption story and it's bright. You have something to share. You have something to give to other people. It's it's, it's the message of Jesus Christ. Man, I, I want that to be our stories. I want that to be who we are a people group who know that we rely on Jesus Christ to be the one who fixes things in our sin life with God, who fixes things in our lives with our families, who fixes things in our marriage, who, who, who does things for our friends and for the, the, our sick ones around us who we pray for. You know, I was thinking about this too this week. Um, when we have a story to share, when we have something to celebrate, it's not just celebrating that which he's been doing in our lives. You know what I was thinking about? It was probably about a year ago, maybe a little bit more than that. I, I, I tend, I, I, when that one guy walked up to me and told me about Jesus Christ, I promise you I've never doubted. That was the first thing in my life that made sense. You know, all the sin, all the garbage going around me in life, and then this guy tells me this story, and I'm like, that makes so much sense to me. And, 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 and I bought in from day one. But one thing I didn't always buy into was prayer. Like it was hard for me to trust God with stuff. You know, like I didn't want to pray about certain things because so I didn't want him to know everything about me. And, and, and in the last couple of years, I've seen God working in prayer in ways that I should be celebrating more. But I don't celebrate it because why? Because I don't want people to think I'm a loony. Because I don't want people to think I'm weird. Because I don't want people to think, you talk to God, I bet you do. Does he hear you? Does he respond? <laughs> right? But we should be celebrating those things. Let me give you one. I'm going to give you a three or four of them, okay? And, and <clears throat> James was doing announcements one Sunday. And he stood up here and, he <laughs> and he's like, hey, can I take any prayer requests today? And people are popping up hands. And then, and then one of my kids is sitting there and maybe you remember this story, one of my kids is sitting there, raises his hand, James calls on my kid, and and my kid says, my dog is sick. And James like, oh, okay, well, we can pray for your dog. And and I'm sitting there, and my kid's facing James, I'm on the other side, and I'm like, that thing's dead. I did that, I was like, my kid seeks prayer, James prays with the body of believers. That day, we're, when we're done, we're having a youth group at my house for lunch. We go home. Before we left the house, I told my kids, hey, when we get home, just so you know, um, let me go into the garage first. Because uh, our, our, our dog probably died while we were at church. It was stiff as a board when we left. Couldn't move. It was like, like it was not good. We get home from church, and the dog's walking around. And I'm like, Nope. Coincidence, it's still going to die. Coincidence, it's, it's like it's on la, its, like it's last leg. You know, it's like one last hurray, hurrah around the yard, and then it's, 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 it's dying today. Like, there's no way. Dog starts playing with all the kids in the yard. Dog's going crazy. Dog's running around. Dog's doing everything. That night, my kids get ready to go to bed. I said, hey, I just want you guys to know, like, dog's probably going to die tonight. Next morning, dog's grew doing great. Dog's still at my house. I still don't like it. <laughs> but it's still alive. And, 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 and I, I, I can tell people that story, and they're going to think, what coincidence. It just, it, it just happened. Okay, fine. I'll give you that one. Since I've been here. My dad has a stroke. My dad has a stroke. I get the phone call. Brandon, dad's going to die. Dad's going to die. You should get here right away. Okay. He'll peep, he might not even make it by the time you get here. All right. Pull out my phone. Church has some app. If you're not on it, we'll get you instructions how to get on it. Pull out this phone. Send a little text to 140 people. Hey, my dad just had a stroke. They say he's probably not going to make it. I, I want to I wanna talk to my dad about Jesus. Could you pray for my dad? That, and my prayer was that by the time I get there, he's still alive because I believe the word of God works despite us, despite who we are. The word works. So, so my dad's laying there. I can whisper the names of Jesus and, and read them Bible verses, and it can, it can work. It doesn't have to be visible to these eyes to work. So I just want to get there, and I want to, I, and I, I want, I want to pray for my dad. So I get there, my dad's laying in the bed. I've shared parts of this with you. I grab my dad by the head, like I headlocked him. And and I hold his hand and I kiss my dad on the the forehead and I start to pray in Jesus' name. My dad comes out of it. They say, well, your dad's probably going to be a vegetable. I sent out a prayer text. I don't want my dad to be a vegetable. You guys start praying. Then they say, well, your dad's probably not going to walk. He's not going to move his arms. I start praying and sending it out to you guys. You, every single time God steps up. Do I have something to celebrate? My dad's really not a believer. Lord, I, I want to be able to share with my dad. Ask my friends to pray. Tell my dad about everything about what Jesus does for him. Before my dad dies, my dad receives Jesus Christ. Never thought it would happen. Well, that's a coincidence, man. No, it's not. I pulled that out. I typed it in there. You guys prayed. Let me go another one. These are recent ones. Cody Peniston. Not Cody, I'm sorry. Colton Peniston. He's not here today. I wish he was. Chris Pennington calls me on the phone. Man, it's not good. My kid's not doing good. My kid has an infection. My kid has a virus. My kid's, my kid's in, in Iowa City. Don't tell Chris this. He's not here, so he doesn't... He was crying. Probably doesn't want people to know that. He's weeping. It's not good. It's not good. Well, Chris, my God shines brightest in the darkness. When it's dark, when there's no other way, when there's nothing else we can depend on, we call on Jesus' name. Call on Jesus' name. Kid miraculously gets ill. He's going to be here at least 10, 12 days. Kid goes home like four days later, and it could have been two days earlier. Like, miraculous. Last week, Larry Thine calls me up. Says, can we go get some food? Says, I need you to pray for my brother. My brother has throat cancer. They think it might have spread to his, his brain. And if it did, he's done. Well, Larry, I believe that God shines brightest in the darkness. I believe that Jesus Christ heals. When he told the blind man to open his eyes and see, he did. When he told the the man who was lame to walk, he did. When when he told the little girl who was laying there dead to get up, she did. Let's pray for your brother. Larry sent me a text message a few days later. Hey, not only does my brother not have cancer in his brain, it seems like it's receding in in his throat. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your prayers. Do we have something to celebrate we do. Jesus Christ has died for our sins. What he does in our life is miraculous. He who knew no sin, loved those who were full of sin, takes on their sin, takes theirs away, places his righteousness in them, and has a relationship with us. That's what he does. You and I get mad just when a neighbor does something wrong and and parks in front of your house or something. But Jesus Christ says, I'm going to love each and every single one of you. We have something to share. It's a story. What we have to share is about what he does in our lives and and, and what he's doing in our prayer lives. And and we should be shouting it from the rooftops because it's real. It transcends the mind. We don't get it. It's miraculous. You are his loved ones. That's worth sharing. Him answering our prayer requests, that's worth sharing. And the final thing that I'm just going to say before I wrap this up is this. Who are you going to share it with? I want want you to think about this. Who do you want to celebrate with? Who do you want to tell? I've, I've been thinking about this a lot. I've been thinking about this a lot. I want to share it with people at MJs. I'm not saying that they're not Christians. I'm just saying that's that's my people group. I want to share it with the drunkards. I do. I'm not saying they're drunkards because they go to MJs. I'm just saying those tend to be my people. I wanna share it with the people at the old library. I wanna share it with people at Mescal. I wanna share it with people at the Bowling Alley. I wanna share it with my next door neighbor. Who do you wanna share it with? Who do you wanna celebrate with? Who do you want to to share what Jesus Christ has done in your life with, hoping and praying that that Jesus can do the same thing in their lives? Who do you wanna share it with? Look around real quick. Look around. Look around. Look around. Almanza, I don't mean to put you on the spot. Barty and Swati, I don't mean to put you on the spot. We're a white church. Obviously. (laughs) Do you not want to share the gospel with black people? Is something wrong with you? Something wrong with me? Do I not want to share the, the gospel with people who are Hispanic? Do they not need it? Where am I going to go with this? Where am I going to take this story? Am I going to take it to the high school? Ian, you going to take it to your school? You don't need to answer. Are you going to take it to work? Where are you going to take it? What are you going to allow it to do? I want, I'm going to take it to Pheasant Run. I don't know how yet. Pheasant Run's the apartment building. down the street from my house. I want to see him come to know Jesus. I, I want Jesus to be known. We have something to celebrate. We have something to share. <clears throat> In closing, because I took too long. In closing. No one in my family was a Christian. None of us. Some guys shared Jesus with me. My sister had friends sharing Jesus with her. My brother came to faith. My mom came to faith. My dad came to faith. My kids are believers. My sister's kids are believers. Both my brother's kids are believers. We're a family full of Christians. Because of a generous God who loves us. And I hope that Emmaus Road is a generous church who wants to throw God's word out to people and they want to see it come back. And they want to let their light shine in such a way that people will come to see who Jesus Christ is. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Uh, Dear Lord Jesus. May your word go forth and may it never come back void. May your word go forth and may you speak through us. May your word go forth to those people we interact with at work, in our schools, in the places where we don't even see it, with our next door neighbors who we don't even like sometimes, whoever it might be, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. If you didn't do that, I would have forgot about that.